0: Welcome back to the PubCast. This is your host, Jada Kamau, and we are so excited to bring you on to another episode featuring an incredible writer. Um, I'm so excited to go over her piece with you all, and I think that you will be able to garner so much from this interview because this piece is a little bit more vague, and it requires Maddie to show us her heart a little bit. So, Maddie, welcome so much to the PubCast. How are you today? I'm doing okay, how are you? I'm doing so good. good. Maddie, tell us a little bit about yourself, like your full name, where you are in school, your major.
1: Well, my full name is Madeline Kim. If you -hmm. want the middle name, it's Grace. (laughs) I have another middle name, but it's Korean, and unfortunately, I don't speak Korean. (laughs) So you can't say your middle name? I just feel very white when I say it. Understood. Yeah. Um, so I don't usually say it. <laughs> that's so valid. Um, yes, I'm a junior in college. Mm-hmm. I'm majoring in English writing with a minor in theater. Hmm. Wow. That is incredible. And what does your involvement look like on campus? On campus? Well, ironically, I'm on Codon. So that's a okay. rivalry, but. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Yeah. Is this a uh, unity happening right here? A unity. Yeah. We're really just bridging gaps <laughs> yeah, between wow. groups of people. That's incredible. Um, and then I'm also in arena theaters, workout. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I am. Okay, I have a few yeah. friends
0: in that. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Good that's people. a fun time. And that's what you're doing this semester. And then throughout your time in Wheaton, have you chosen other commitments as well?
1: I was involved with Koinonia for a little bit. and did okay. a family group, which was lovely, but I just mm. didn't have time to continue with that. So, yeah, mainly mainly workout because it's a pretty
0: big commitment. Good. I love that. I was considering workout, but didn't mm. work out with the schedule. Okay. Yeah. That's too bad. What do you think has been your most formative Wheaton experience? My most formative Wheaton experience
1: I mean probably probably workout. Mm. We spend a lot of time together. Um we also do it's not just like plays. You're involved in crews, so like mm. set crew, light crew, costume shop. Um, and it was, like, very different than my high school or middle school experiences with theater. Lots of discoveries about myself and about, like, how to be in relation with with people that you maybe
0: Hmm. don't understand fully. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. In what other ways do you feel like theater now here at Wheaton is different from your past theater experiences? Oh, gosh. If you, like, went to a workout... Mm -hmm. Strange
1: stuff is happening. <laughs> it's not even like acting exercises. I mean, they're supposed to be acting exercises, but they don't feel always hmm. connected to acting. So sometimes we will. <laughs> I don't know how many workout secrets I'm allowed to spill, Ooh, but there's a game called like secrets. National Geographic. Okay. just to give you like a tease of like wow, what goes on in that room? Yeah, um, I think other theater had been very structured hmm. and specific and something that i understood to be theater whereas like a re- like arena's theater
0: i was like this is mm-hmm. <laughs> strange yeah yeah interesting mm-hmm. man with all those secrets it kind of makes me want to join so i you can find them out you should just now by you're allowed to drop in to okay write that. Yeah. okay maybe we'll make that happen make that i love happen. it so what are your future plans my future plans
1: like yeah, post college like after graduation oh gosh why would you ask me that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I'm such a like in the present, like moment person that yeah. future talk always stresses me out. But right now I, I'm considering screenwriting It's kind mm. of what I'm thinking wow. about right now. Because originally I was an urban studies and psychology major and I was, was going to go to law school. That's a big shift. Big shift. I don't know if I want to do that. You could still do that with an English degree like yeah. quite easily. But yeah, I've been thinking about screenwriting. I don't have any like steps towards what that would look like, but that's on my mind. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm.
0: You definitely are a storyteller, and that's the perfect segue to bring us into talking yeah. about your piece. <laughs> so how often do you write, and what do you usually write about?
1: I It fluctuates, my writing, I haven't written something for a while. I'm going to have to because we have a <laughs> workshop
0: <laughs> right. in one of my
1: classes. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes it's dependent on, oh, I have an assignment and I have to write something. Um, in general, though, like outside of academic work, it, yeah, again, it fluctuates. I'll go, like, weeks without writing something, and then mm. sometimes I'm, like, writing something every other hour of a day
0: or something. So Wow, when the yeah. inspiration hits. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Whose poetry do you draw your inspiration from?
1: Not to sound like a Wheaton student, but I do love Mary Oliver. Mm. I think she's phenomenal. Okay, especially okay. In, in regard to her um, work about faith, because mm-hmm. she's not necessarily what we might view as like a Christian, but like it's very feels very holy, what she writes. Mm. Um, then Frank O'Hara, of course, having a Coke with you. phenomenal stuff Richard Sykin um, Audre Lorde we just read Adrienne Rich in my class and that was Mm. sort of the first time I had spent time with her work and I think she's also another incredible female poet so
0: beautiful yeah beautiful we love inspirations we do what does your writing process usually look like when you've gotten your inspiration? Sometimes you're writing every other hour, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what does it look like when you have the Google Doc up and you're ready to type? Not Google Doc. I oh, use okay. Word. Oh, excuse I've me. I've gotten in a lot
1: of fights about, like, which <laughs> which is better. Okay. Do you have an
0: opinion? It's definitely Google Docs okay. in every way, but we won't, we won't tackle that how debate on we, the podcast.
1: How about we end this? Okay. Right <laughs> now, just for that reason. No. I mean... Yeah, people talk about writing processes. I don't really know what they mean. Hmm. I just sort of sit down and like write. Yeah. It's almost like I just have to write it and then I don't touch it, like edit it until like a couple days after.
0: Hmm. So you can let it marinate a little bit. Yeah. Good stuff. I wish I was more like that. I kind of just get it all on the page and then leave it alone. And then sometimes I'll see my writings like a year later I was like, this isn't even cohesive. <laughs> this is this is not writing. Um, but that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Now, what was some of your inspiration behind this piece? And also, what did you title it? I titled it um
1: ETA. Okay. Like right now. Mm-hmm. Did you want like an explanation for the title? Is that what yeah. you're hinting at? Okay. You know what? Just just give us the whole spill. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a text conversation between mm-hmm. myself and another person. So it was like the ETA. Is one person, like, right now is the answer. Mm. Um, Because I like titles that I understand and, like, other people might not. Yeah. Which is not always the best way to title a work, but I think it worked for this one.
0: Agreed. Yeah. It definitely left me wanting more Mm -hmm. and desiring explanation. Mm -hmm. So what was the inspiration behind the piece?
1: The inspiration behind the piece, I mean, like a lot of poets... I don't even like referring to myself as a poet, but like a lot of poets, I just write when I when I need to. So it was just Mm. a personal event in my life that I was going through that felt necessary to get out, yeah, and away sort of away from like my own head and thoughts onto something else.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Can you explain some of the imagery in the poem? Yeah, do you have any specific? Yeah, like, I thought it was so interesting how you talked about Greek mythology and Mm -hmm. the splitting of the man and such. Yeah.
1: I, it's, yeah, I like the concept of soulmates. I don't know if Mm. I, and just in general, not necessarily romantically, even platonically, soulmates. Um, I don't know if I believe in it, but I liked, I always liked the idea of it. But I didn't want to just, like, say that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, be like, oh, we, like, could have been soulmates. I wanted something that was like richer and fuller, so the Greek mythology really felt
0: hmm.
1: like a good way to do that, and also, um, yeah,
0: just felt like a good way to do that. Good. It was cool for me as a Wheaton student to see some references to some different places on campus, yes. and it was that part of the event um, that led to the inspiration for the poem that the reader just might never know about. Yeah. Well. Because so much of it happened
1: in Wheaton, Illinois, mm-hmm. the places that you know I spent time with this person were gonna be in Wheaton, Illinois, and it also yeah. felt like a good way to like let readers in a little bit more. Yeah,
0: yeah, it makes sense. So they feel weren't as lost. A part of a story. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. How do you feel like your work relates
1: to Arrival? Yeah i I think so much about arriving at a place has to do with like the process of getting there both like physically and and emotionally and mentally Mm. and I think the whole piece is about the journey It sounds cheesy but like the process the journey of getting somewhere um and arriving there always feels like a sense of closure Mm. and I think that that is what the poem is striving toward is like like a sense of closure. And mm. I like mean, like, we are here. Yeah. And this is where we are. Yeah.
0: That's, that's such that. a different take on Arrival than a lot of other authors or artists for the pub are looking at. Oh, interesting. Um, so that's really beautiful. Yeah. Do you feel like writing this poem did give you that closure?
1: I feel like... So I do some acting, and we always say at, like, a, its most, most basic... Um, definition acting is lying hmm. and i think in some ways poetry is also lying like you're like you're telling like a hundred lies to get to a single truth hmm. if that makes wow. any sense so i could say like what matters is you know what i'm trying to say is like i love you despite everything and i could say i traveled cross country in a car this many times and maybe i did or maybe i didn't but the point mm-hmm. is that I'm trying to say I love you through that. Um, so when you're thinking about, like, closure, I think poetry is also a way to get closure, even if in real life you never did.
0: Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. What do you want readers to take away from this piece? I never really share my poetry.
1: I'll share it with, like, people that feel yeah close to my heart. Um. So, when you ask, like, about other people, what they take from it, I just kind of want them to take whatever they can, because I don't really have a clear Hmm. um, takeaway in regard to how other people would feel. This is kind of my first time, like, sharing to a a larger audience and just people that I I really trust.
0: That's an honor. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing your work with us. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful to hear about your process um, (laughs) and... The way that this work came to life. I appreciate you sharing that with us, Maddie. Do you have any closing words? I really don't. I really don't. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Maddie, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It was an honor to hear about your work. Listeners, thank you for listening in to this episode of the podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe so that you are aware of future episodes coming out too soon. Talk to you later. Goodbye.